Hallelujah. Why do you need more members? So, because these things, we must tell ourselves truth in the inward part. If not, we will not come out of it. God is bringing sword to us. You see, this message is a sword God is bringing to us. Are you ready to fall on it? So, when you sit down, most times when we fast and pray, what are we fasting about? It's our life, the life that God wants you to lose. If God tells you, don't marry, I want you to serve me. How many of us can obey that instruction now? I married now. He didn't tell me not to marry. <laughs> so I would have been praying for grace. You know, so I just want us to understand when we talk about these things, it is not far-fetched. It is who we are that the Lord is pointing to. He's not talking about Pastor Dan Ladi or Pastor or the ones who are using abracadabra in the world. This thing is talking about the ideology on which our lives have been built. I'm seeing that. Uh, I'm seeing that Pastor Clever is already entering to this, uh, to these thoughts. So what, what, I, what I just wanted us to for for the benefit of those who are not. Hello, praise God. That was the reason why I said there's the need for recap to understand, and the essence of the recap is to understand that. Uh, what Babylon is. So what is Babylon? When you see, when you see, most of most of the times our prayers, our fasting life, are surrounded around Babylon. It's just the truth. Are you seeing that? Until the eyes of your what understanding is being enlightened, you won't know, you won't see this thing. You'll be, you'll be doing there sincerely, from a very sincere heart. But you see, if God check it, you understand what is spoiling that is a wisdom from this world. Right, but you use you use uh, you use um, the scriptures, you use to achieve it, right? But in for the heavens, right? When they are seeing, I say, ah, this guy doesn't understand what the will of God is. Doesn't understand God's will at all. So for me to understand the will of God, then I, they need to open my eyes. They need to cause me to see what God's will is, and that's the essence why we are trying to see that. Uh, we reiterate again on what is Babylon. Do you understand? So I am, I'm, sorry if you are here, you're not a minister, you look as if um, we're not talking about church, 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 church. Now the reason for that is that majority of the that's our occupation, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? No, you can be in a meeting and they're not touching a particular area of our life. You're just talking about ministry, pastor, praying for my own members and this. You say, ah, I'm not touching this area. But you see that, the reason is because the thing we are doing more, we are all ministers, right? Are we together? <laughs> uh, we are all ministers, right? Uh -huh. So as a minister, the area that concerns us, that's what we are, talk we are, we are talking about. We are hammering. Do you understand? Because uh, you, can't, you can't use Babylon and grow anything. And you come and face the Lord. And if that work that you have built, if it goes through fire, to suffer loss, to not stand, and because it was not built by the Lord, another wisdom, which is the wisdom of this world, build that thing. But you put the name of the Lord in it. That is of the Lord. So if my eyes of understanding is not what? I will not know this thing. I'll be doing it. 
So I've been doing, I've been doing something, I'm sincerely doing it, but I'm wrong. I'm sincerely wrong in what I'm doing. So we're trusting the Lord for understanding. So I don't want us to be off. So that uh, we can now talk. How do we come out of that? That's how I want to read Revelation. So Pastor Israel, then we're just going to what we want to look at today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, um, Pastor Apostle David and Pastor Clev. Amen. Thank you, sir. Um, last week was a, uh, we marked a huge entrance into this subject and um, just want to highlight um, also from the understanding I, I got, the Lord helped me with. Um, we started the subject from Egypt, wanting to understand what Egypt and Babylon is. So I, I would like to say that Egypt and Babylon, they are not, they don't signify the same thing. You know, Egypt represents um, the place of the dead. The place of the dead. And the implication of that is there is zero accommodation of God's consciousness. Any man who stays in Egypt, that man is dead spiritually. Even if God comes and says, this person is in Egypt, what God is trying to say is that this person is dead. You can't find any measure of God in that person. But for Babylon, Babylon, thank God for, you know, the light that God um, gave through um, his sharing last week. He mentioned, and quite in other ministers who spoke also touched on that, Egypt is, um, Babylon, sorry, you know, means confusion. Amen. And the sense of that confusion is that it, it has a mixture. It has an unholy mixture. And, and my understanding is Babylon stands for um, operation that is not purely the Lord, but it has a form of life. So in Babylon, Babylon is, make, is a makeup of um, things or people or person that have a form of God, a form of God dimension, but that form of God dimension is not working to achieve the purpose of God is geared towards exalting self, is geared towards achieving man. So it's like when God says you have robbed me, Babylon is an epitome of that description. It takes God's resources and uses it for self or for man. Amen. Now, something about, if you look at the image of, the image, the vision God gave, Nebuchadnezzar, um, if you look at that image, you will see that the image from the head of that image to the feet is a, is a degeneration process. So, the end of Babylon is the second death. Amen. Babylon, when a man prospers, walk, and finishes the work in Babylon, that man is going to end in the second death. Praise the Lord. 
Now, connecting to what Pastor Clever said, that was powerful, sir. Amen. But actually, Babylon is not our life. Praise the Lord. Babylon is, is not our life. For everyone who is born again, Christ has become our life. Amen. Christ has become our life. Now, the scripture calls it uh, the memory of the old man. Praise the Lord. I, I just want to point an incident. Uh, when a woman have a miscarriage, especially when that miscarriage takes place at a particular month of the year, there is what they call evacuation. She has to go for evacuation. She has lost the baby, but there are parts, amen, there are particles that is still in her. If there is no evacuation, it's going to be an issue. It can cause blockage. It can cause too many things. Amen. So, the old man has been taken away from us, but there are remaining of that old man. This is what translates into uh, the consciousness of the old man's way, the old man's ideology, that represents in our personality. You understand? It represents in our personality. And this is what brings confusion because most times people who are in Babylon, their utmost challenge is conflict of identity. You get. Their, their new identity, their divine identity is constantly being um, opposed by the old man's way. Praise the Lord. And if that battle is not won, after a while, it, it, it will become an issue of taking the candlestick and putting it under a, a, a bushel where the, the life of God in a man or in a vessel is being subdued. Hallelujah. And these things, they rest on our day-to-day -day choice. When we choose, because that's, that's what powers um, the, the camp that wins. Whether it's God, whether it's the Holy Spirit in you, whether it is the flesh, it is the day-to-day -day choice I am making. That's what gives power to the camp that we eventually emerge as the winner. Thank you, sir. Praise God. Uh, well, I, I, I would want to add this, that uh, a lot of times uh, when we hear God's word and when God is, somebody is talking, uh, I, want us, I want you to, uh, let's try and pay a closer attention to what the person is trying to drive at. So that when you are coming or when you are talking, don't look as if you are trying to counter what the person is saying. It's a wisdom of the spirit. We must all learn it. Very important, very very important. So that uh, because if he says, if he's saying what he's saying, he's saying that because there's an understanding that all of our Bible says we were. I think in Psalm 51 or so, he said we are shaping iniquity, right? And in saying that our mother did what conceived us. So for God to win us from that life, He has to um, sow a seed of life. To our spirit, right? The Bible talks about um, uh, 
that will put your word in my inward part and in my hidden part that will find truth. Do you understand? So the reason why I receive light in my spirit, I receive life, uh, life in my spirit, is that that light or that life I receive in my spirit will lighten up my, my whole body. Right? That, that my eyes is what? Single. My whole body will be full of what? Will full of life. So and when... Um, you know, we're talking, it's good that we, we pay attention to what the person is trying to see, what is he trying to communicate, what is his thoughts. So I can say, okay, this is what you're trying to communicate, and I bring it in the light, understand of what this is, what this person is trying to say, so that don't want to see if you're trying to counter or trying to say what, what he's saying is not uh, this thing. So, praise God. Uh, like, like, I, I, like I said, that um, we have looked at what Babylon is, and um, various understanding of what Babylon is. We need to constantly pray that the Lord will open our eyes of understanding. Eyes of understanding. Because if the eyes of understanding is not enlightened, when you see Babylon, you will know it's Babylon. Because even the scripture say, Satan has transformed himself to an angel of what? Of light. So you are seeing Babylon. But it's looking at, see, that's why. You, I like the word they used. When you use the word, the word Babylon means confusion, right? You can't discern. So that's why you need to grow in, a, in, a, uh, in the spirit of discernment. And we need to grow. The eyes of understanding needs to be enlightened. You understand? That's why you must consistently engage the lampstand. You must consistently engage the seventh spirit of God. That, that's, what, that's what, as you consistently engage it, you begin to know what the will of God is. You understand? Because, because uh, uh, Ephesians who says, uh, a man is foolish because he doesn't understand what the will of God is. So be not unwise. Sorry, be not foolish, but be wise, understanding what the will of God is. So to understand what the will of God is, my, my I must consistently engage the lampstand. I must consistently engage the servant spirit of God. I must constantly uh, uh, engage the spirit of God. If I, if I do that, what happens? The spirit of God has to begin to show me what the will of God is. What the will of God is. So there are will of God that are not the perfect will of God, right? So I can be in a will, but not the perfect will of God, right? So, but I need the engaging of the spirit of the Lord to enable me to know what God's perfect will is. So as I know that perfect will, what happens to me? As I will come out from her. Wow, I can't come out of her is when I don't know what the will of God is. I don't understand what God's will is. So I take everything as God's will. Right? Then there is no way I will come out from her. So there are two places in scriptures. I think Paul said in the book of, uh, we're, going to, we're going to now into, uh, how do we come out of her? Come out of her, my people. Because if Babylon is confusion, meaning I can't, I don't understand, is it the Lord? Is it not the Lord? We should not be there at this level. Right? Is it the Lord? Is it God? Is it not God? Is it the Spirit of God? Is it not the Spirit of the Lord? If you are like that, We'll keep robbing ourselves in this world. We'll keep being of this world. Right? So, but God doesn't want that. So that's why he wants to uh, take away those confusions in our mind. 
And how those, how those convictions are taken away is that we are consistently engaging the Spirit of God. We are consistently engaging the light of God. You are considering, like for instance, this is what Babylon we are treating, right? Now, right? In open book, Asotiri Mama is teaching on the same, the, same, the, the same teaching on Babylon, right? And I feel that, I am perceiving that, that's what is in the air. That's what the Spirit of God wants us to look into. Because why? For this system to be judged, we need to come out from her. If we don't come out, the system will not be judged. Babylon will not fall. Right. So even when we say, Babylon is falling, Babylon is falling, there are people who are to come out from her that will cause the system, the Babylon itself, to collapse. So I see in the Old Testament and the New Testament where they said, God is saying, come out of her, my people. Come out of her, my people. And Paul said that in the book of first, usually first or second Corinthians chapter six now, say come out and be separate, right? And I will, I will be your what, your father, and you will be my sons and daughter. But I will read Jeremiah chapter. Before I read Revelation chapter eighteen, I will read Jeremiah chapter fifty-one, verse six. I will read Jeremiah sixty-one verse six. Fifty-one verse six. Please, can you give me King James? Old King James. Thank you. Verse 6. Flee out of the midst of Babylon and deliver every man his what? His soul. Be not cut off in iniquity. For this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He will render unto her a recompense. Babylon has been a golden cup in the Lord's hands that made all the air drunken. The nations have drunken of our wine. Therefore, the nations are what? They are mad. That, that's the reason for the confusion. The reason for the confusion is what you have drunk on, called the wine of Babylon. Revelation chapter 18. So we are looking at how do we come out of her? That's what we are looking at. How do you come out of Babylon? Revelation 18 from verse... From verse 3. From verse 3. For all, the, all, for all nations have drunken of the wine of the wrath of our fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the mansions of the earth have wasked rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from her saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sin, that ye receive not of her plague. Verse 5. For her sin have reached 
unto heaven. And God art. Shoot up. Remembered our iniquity. Praise God. So we are, I read these two scriptures to just say that there is a beckoning on us as God's people to come out. I haven't seen what the system is. The Lord is saying to us, come out, because I want to judge her. Right? I want to judge her. As sin has reached up to me, I want to judge her, but I can't judge you with her. I need to first. And that's why you see, judgment will not start with Babylon, right? Hello? Judgment will not start with Babylon, right? Judgment will start with us. Judgment will start in the house of God. So God, in this season, through his word, is doing what? He's judging us. Because he wants to judge what? He wants to judge Babylon. God, it is through you and I that Babylon will be judged. So how will Babylon be judged? Is that we are coming out of her, right? How do we come out of her? Because he said, come out of her, my people. How do we come out of Babylon? That is our discussion for today. How do we come out of Babylon? How do we come out of Ah? The first to say, "Oh, God, sir." Praise the Lord. Amen. You see, when when we look at, I mean, I've just has, I mean, she just last week. What you know? You look at you, you see, come out of the, I, I, got, I begin to really understand the whole thing, what Babylon really is, okay? Like the same anything, I'm so I'm so. So I'm, I'm, I'm working, right? I think I'm working the will of God, whereas I'm just not doing the will of God because the end result will show forth. Now, <clears throat> what, what I just get to my right now, what I. You know, the scripture that came to mind is this very simple scripture. It's from the word of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ made it. See, when you look at the scripture, um, the scripture Jesus, the Simon on the Mount, from verse, chapter 5 to verse chapter 7, that way Jesus Christ preached everything. Everything right there. Watch check what. That's what you, the explanation of everything. That's what they had to explain. Let me g- g- take one. <clears throat> that's my popular uh, scripture. It's, uh, um, is a Matthew 7, 21. You don't make a statement. said, not all those who call me Lord, Lord, we enter where? The kingdom of heaven. Because when I'm calling Lord, Lord, you don't I'm a child of God, I'm calling Jesus, I'm worship, I do everything. Not all those who call me Lord, Lord, we enter the kingdom of God. But those who do, who do the will of my Father. The next verse. The guy keeps, well, <laughs> Jesus, you know, in your name, I be cathedral. I be national. I want souls to Christ. In your name, I did this, I did that for, for you, Jesus. Amen. But Jesus, what did you respond? Jesus said, you did those things. I don't know you. Depart from me, you what? That works iniquity or lawlessness. 
What is that? To me, what I get from that is that a child of God, whatever you are doing, whatever you're doing, if you do something, be sure it's the will of God. So if you're not doing the will of God, you are doing what? Iniquity. Lawlessness. You see, it's a very important. It look very sticky, very small. You say, well, well, you know. You say, if you are not doing my will, you are doing what? Iniquity or lawlessness. Then the next verse. <laughs> it's going, it's, it's, the next verse said, Jesus said, those who hear my word and do it, they are like what? Or the wise man. Who picked his house on the rock? He dug deep and built the house on the rock. Now when hell comes, when Babylon, whatever they are, when they come against you, you will know what? You will not fall because you're going to stand. Because you are built on the rock. That rock, that Jesus Christ, that's the word of God. You are established on the world. You cannot be moved. Okay? The other person is, I'm saying now, Jesus was talking to, speaking to believers. You know? The other one hear the word and do. The other one hear the word and did he do it. Foolish. His house is where? On the sand. It's not on the rock. So when hell comes, it takes you. You flow with the air. You get it? So to me, is to what? What do you do? Is to what? Get the will of God. Colossians prayer. Paul prayed that to the Colossians. That was a prayer. Number one said, I pray that, that God will feed you with knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that you can walk, walk worthy. <laughs> if you don't know the will of God, you cannot do what is what you cannot do right. That's what I'm trying to say. You said, Messenger Jesus said, uh, that's Romans 12, verse 2. Don't be confirmed with this word, but, but you renew your mind in the word of God so that you will know what is the will. The perfect will of God. If you don't renew your mind in the word, you cannot know the will of God. So you must have the will of God. You must have the word of God. You must be, you must be saturated in the word of God to know the will of God. Now, my own, one of the first point as a child of God to, what, to get out of Babylon is what, number one, is to where, what about Paul, we go to pray. It's a prayer. And let me, show, let me, let me speak in this one. Uh, Matthew chapter, um, I think level 12 said, you can just say the, the kingdom of God, the NIV, NIV said, the kingdom, from the death of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has been forcefully advancing. And it is the forceful ones that take control of the situation. So when I, I read that the kingdom of God, I didn't understand it until I got that scripture said, the kingdom of God had been what? Forcefully, from the judgment, forcefully advancing. It is the forceful one that take control or the control of the situation. So to me, it's in prayer. A Christian warrior, you are a warrior. Bible calls you, you are a warrior, a soldier of the Lord. So where you fight is in war. In prayer, you don't fight any other place. The weapons of our warfare are not what? Are not kind of, but they are mighty through God to the pull it down or stronghold. If you want to walk as a Christian, if you want to go through, break bounds, go, it's prayer. After studying the word, after getting with the spirit, walk with the spirit, it's easy to tell you what it's all about, then you can't sit down. That's okay, Father, this is what you said. So this is the way I begin to pray. It should be so. And I believe it that you pray yourself or to believe that and that they walk in it. It becomes simple. 
So that's why Paul, that's why Paul wrote in, the, um, in Ephesians. He said, finally, my brethren. See, after Friday, he said, finally, my brethren. Be strong in the Lord and what? And with the power out of his mind. Why? Because you are not fighting against flesh and blood. You are fighting against some hierarchy. The hierarchy. The hierarchy. So if you want to, if you want to fight to stand, you must pray. It's not worth, it's a warfare. It's called it wrestling. It is huge boxing. See, boss, you can knock you out. But wrestling. Then you know, you can pin you down. Amen. To me, as the referee is God. When the, when the devil fight, you will be locked down. If you go, you know, you know, God, you know, God, you get up again. It's okay. Fight, continue. Praise God. So, brethren, me, I just, I just, that's my little way of look at it. That the next, the one of the weapon for you to of get out of it, the enemy is to know the world and have the will of God. And doing that, they will know that they break the prayer. Then you can now walk stiffly. And then you see the city, I mean, Babylon will be, you know, give way to come and the child of God, and then you will shine as light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, I want us to still uh, stay on the, I want us to still stay on the premise of what we're looking at this uh, afternoon. How do we come out? Having known what Babylon is, uh, how do we come out of her? How do you see, how do you understand that this is Babylon and you, do, you choose to uh, give up Babylon because of the life of God you've not seen and understand? You know, at times you, I may see the life of God and because of the death, you understand, because of the suffering, right? I will choose not to go that way. I will choose this other way, right? Because the eyes of understanding is not enlightened. So uh, we are saying that how do we come out of this system? How do we come out of her? Because it is incumbent for her that this system is judged. Before I call you Pastor Dotu, I would want to give it to my brother, uh, Pastor David. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, we are looking at how do we have an understand what Babylon entails? How do we come out of it? I actually love what you said, sir. The, your brought an aspect of uh, comfort of identity. Uh, you know, first of all, I want us to understand that the instruction to come out of her is given to his people. Because there are two provisions that God has made to bring man out of Babylon. Number one is Pentecost. Sorry, Passover. I want to use that time. And then number two is the Pentecost. Now, Passover has to do with the work of grace. Or the work of grace. What Jesus or what God did through Christ. Because number one, no man can bring him, come out of Babylon. So when God said come out of it, he's talking to his people. And that he's speaking from a platform. When God said come out of her, it was not talking about the work of Passover because no man can actually come out of Babylon. So for man to actually come of, out of Babylon, God have to uh, give us his son. Give us his son. Because uh, when, when Passover... Eh? 
All right. So it's actually talking about perspective. But on my own perspective, I didn't see different. You understand? So he brought actually, but I didn't want to say something about that. Hallelujah. I didn't see different based on my perspective. I just see it as a diction, change of words. In the time of uh, Pharaoh, it was uh, Babylon and name changes. So that's just as well. I didn't want to go that area. Hallelujah. So uh, first of all is to, I see it as something has to do with forces in nature. You talk about we are raised out of Babylon. And when we are saying that, I remember the, the prayer of David in Psalm 51. He said, in, in seeing my mother conceived me. That's uh, verse 5. Verse 5. He said, I was born in iniquity. So he was dealing it on a nature level. He said, in seeing my mother conceived me. In other words, I was born into this system. The nature I carry is actually this system. So there's nothing I do that can deliver me out of because what we're talking about is my nature. That's what aspect he was coming in. It's my nature. It's the nature I'm carrying. Then he prayed in verse 10. He said, now create me a new heart and then renew a right spirit within me, which is actually the work of Christ. He's like, in Christ, is a new creature. So he's now pray, a prayer that was answered in Christ. So I see a two work that God did to bring man out of Babylon. Number one, the work of Passover, which has to do is the work of grace, which Jesus did to deliver us from the nature. There's a second work, which is the work of Pentecost, which is the work of truth. This is where uh, 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 Daddy here coming into. And you also brought about the conflict of identity. When you were talking about, I saw when Jesus, when Jesus was, uh, they gave him a, a tribute. They said, uh, whose image is here? They talk about Caesar, and because in the second work, there's a conflict of identity. He said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God. Now, the primary purpose of, of Pentecost, of the work of truth, is where we come in, is the renewal of the mind. That would probably say, do not be conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when, when God said, come out of her, it's actually talking about, it's from, from the word metano, which is the same word Paul used when he was writing to the Roman. He said that do not be conformed to this world, but be it transformed by the renewing of your mind so that, and this is the work of, of the Spirit. He said by the renewing of your mind, because the ministry of truth is to, Actually, to bring us to the place of metano, renewing of the mind. And it's another word for repentance, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We'll talk about the kingdom of God. It's another word for repentance. Because the ministry of the truth is to bring us to the place of repentance. That's also the place of death. It's a place of repentance. Whereby, uh, through the ministry of the Spirit uh, and uh, in the holy place, uh, in the shoe bread, I come to the place of where my mind is renewed. And the word repentance is, is torn. But before you can turn, there's something you see that will bring you, bring you to the place of turning. Hallelujah. That will bring us to the place of repentance. 
come out of her is also a message of repentance. And this message of repentance is actually a message to the people of God. Because in this aspect, there's also a message that has to do with unbelievers. When we bring in the finished work and, and the faith in Christ, the person is born again. I'll bring it in a simple time. The person is born again. There's also another work of renewing of the mind. The renewing of the mind is actually where, where a, a, a believer comes to the place of repentance. Because, because when we talk about repentance, it's actually a message to the believer. And it's not a day, it's a process that brings us to maturity. It's repentance. It's a process that brings us to maturity. Where Babylon is, 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 is totally getting rid of our soul. Because the oppression of Babylon is in the believer, it's not in the, in the nature, it's in the soul, it's in the mind, it's in the thinking. That's why we talk about the conflict of identity. Because, because there's an, an identity we had when God brings us out of Babylon. And with such identity, we can't please God, we can't do the will of God. So the ministry of the Spirit is to constantly show us our new identity in Christ. And with that new identity, the goal of it is so that we can turn from the old man. Is to bring us to the place of repentance. The place of change. The place of turning. Hallelujah. It's to bring us to the place of turning. Hallelujah. Alright, thank you. Hallelujah. You have spoken about our policy. Once you have spoken, you give us that chance to speak. Hallelujah. Pastor Dotu. It's interesting that we are on a course with the Holy Spirit who alone can empower us to be delivered from this virus. I will call it. Um, how do we come out of R? Can we see Second Corinthians chapter six and uh, from verse fourteen? Number one, Pastor Samson was consistently talking about our eyes needs to be open, because after the meeting, uh, Pastor Chudi, we were talking about. He mentioned something. Babylon is not just a system. It's a deceptive system. If you are not sensitive in the spirit, you will not be able to pick. In fact, you will fight people that say you are in Babylon. Because you yourself, you will not know until your eyes of understanding is open. And that is the metanoia you are talking about. Until our eyes is open, we cannot fully repent. To fully come to repentance, we have to see our state, our true state, not what we think we are. Oftentimes, we have, I'm doing studies on pride. I just stumbled into that in 2 Corinthians, I mean, 2 Timothy chapter 3, when Paul was talking about the signs of the end time. After the boastful, the boastful, he now mentioned pride. I was, I was the difference between <laughs> pride and boastful. I didn't, what I'm, I'm yet to be recovered about what we call pride. 
Because until our eyes is open, the real thing, we won't be able to get it. He said the word of the Lord is tried seven times. So there are seven layers. Many of us are only dealing with the first layer and we are proud with it. Until they get, we get inner, inner core and then we see Christ the way he is. And then we'll be like Paul. Who am I? We'll be like Isaiah. Who unto me? I have been dwelling and missed. Isaiah never saw that until something happened to him. <laughs> he now saw that he was dwelling in the midst of the unclean lips. He was, uh, he was a master of unclean lips. But until something happened, there was an encounter. And I pray such an encounter will come to us in this season. He said, wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things. Second Corinthians 6. Love seeing that ye look for such things. Second Corinthians love seeing that ye look for such things. Second Corinthians love seeing that ye look for such things. Second Corinthians. We should not be only 